When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 102. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there, friends, and welcome back. On today's show, we are discussing the environmental implications of online shopping. Every year, 165 billion packages, that's billion with a B, are shipped in the United States alone. Assuming that each of these packages comes in a standard-sized box, that is enough cardboard to equal more than 1 billion again, billion with a B, one billion trees. Now, those figures don't even consider the waste from all those plastic airbags and additional packaging inside the box that keeps our items safe in transit. If you think these statistics are staggering, know that e-commerce sales are expected to double in the next decade, according to Forbes. Today's show is organized into three acts. The first act is all about the advantages to e-commerce, and perhaps one or two of them you haven't considered before. The second act is all about those two major disadvantages to online shopping. I bet you can think of them right now. And finally, towards the end of the episode, act three, I am giving you my best suggestions for navigating e-commerce in the 21st century. And I'm doing it in a bit of a different way. I'm used to be a teacher, so I'm giving you a little grading rubric on the A to F grading scale. Stay tuned for that. Let's jump right into Act 1, which is all about those advantages to online shopping. Online shopping has one major thing going for it. And that is the fact that there are no brick-and-mortar stores necessary. E-stores need less space and use less energy because everything is generally stored in one central warehouse. E-stores create no construction waste because there's no construction of a brick-and-mortar store. There are no carbon emissions released from the heating and cooling of that physical store either. The second advantage to e-commerce comes with the delivery of our goods. In a perfect world, online shopping eliminates car trips to the mall or to the store, and all those carbon emissions related to it 
in a perfect world are lower. If I could say that a different way, I would say that online shopping can reduce all of our runs in our cars to the mall. Now, delivery companies like UPS and FedEx here in the United States, these companies put major effort and major investments of time and resources to determine the most efficient routes for deliveries. Their algorithms are much more effective than you or my's efforts to combine a couple errands here or there, right? These combined considerations of less individual consumer trips to the mall plus the efficient algorithms of delivery companies can give online shopping an edge compared to traditional brick-and-mortar shopping. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development investigated this issue and funded a study. The study found that the biggest carbon footprint when it comes to shopping is created by all those individual cars driving to the mall. To take this a step further, research states that we are much more likely to return an item that we buy if we buy it in a physical store. And I'm not quite sure why that is, perhaps because when you return something you bought online, it's a little bit bigger of a hassle. I'm not sure. But in order to return a purchase, you have to run back to the store again, almost always in your car. So that's four trips in your car, right? First to the store to buy, then home, and then again to the store to return, and then home. That's four trips. So again, because online sales have a lower return rate, online shopping can be more advantageous from an environmental standpoint. Okay, so what do you think? Online shopping doesn't seem so bad now, does it? Well, don't be so sure, because while we just discussed streamlined delivery as a major advantage to online shopping, know that delivery can also be a huge detriment. Now, let me explain. There are two disadvantages to online shopping. The first, of course, is the delivery when not done right. And the second is, of course, the packaging. We're going to start with delivery, and then we're going to go to the packaging. In a perfect world, right, the shipment of our goods would be efficient. It would reduce cars on the road because there would be less people driving to the mall. Well, if you have ever had two trucks arrive at your house at the same time to deliver two packages that you ordered, you know already that this world is not perfect and deliveries of our packages that we buy online are not all that efficient in reality. If you're wondering whether online shopping reduced the amount of cars on the road, the answer is no. Researchers at the University of Delaware surveyed the shopping habits of Newark's residents, and they hypothesized that an increase in online shopping would result in fewer cars on the road. Makes sense. Well, they actually found the opposite. As online shopping habits increased, they also found an increase in the number of traffic delays, vehicle emissions, and travel time. What does this mean? Well, it suggests that you and I, after we buy something online, 
we're still getting in our car and we're still going out on the town. And we are still, therefore, creating emissions from our automobiles. The second major detriment to online shopping, of course, is all the packaging. Let's dispel some myths right off the bat. Let's say you are in a clothing store and you see a shirt that perfectly matches your style and your needs. It's on the rack. It's beautiful. You are a savvy shopper. You brought your reusable tote. So when you're at the register to purchase this new shirt, you get to decline that single-use bag. When you shop at a brick-and-mortar store, it can certainly seem as though shopping the traditional way is a zero-waste practice, right? Well, wrong. (laughs) That shirt that you just bought, it was packaged in a plastic bag before it arrived at the store, and it was already on a plastic hanger, a single-use hanger, by the way, and then all those shirts, all those identical shirts, were lumped together in, you guessed it, another plastic bag. Then there's the box that all those shirts came in. You can bet that there was also plastic filler in that box to keep those shirts pristine. Damaged goods are expensive to companies, right? So they package the heck out of their goods to make sure they stay in sellable condition. So right off the bat, we are dispelling the myth that traditional shopping habits result in zero waste or even very little waste. There is plenty of waste to be made when you shop in a store. It's just that you and I, the average consumer, we don't see that waste because it's discarded in the back room before the store opens. It's out of our sight. When it comes to online shopping and all the excess packaging, yes, it's there. (laughs) Know that some companies, Amazon comes to mind, have started packaging items in bubble mailers. You know if you've received a bubble mailer. It's this very light envelope with air in it. (laughs) And while they are lighter and they allow for more packages to be placed on a truck, it is a mixed material of plastic and bubble wrap. And so many people don't realize that it can't be recycled. And when you put it in your recycling bin, you're blocking the recycling machinery, you're forcing that entire machine to shut down. It can become a pretty big mess. So now we are on to act three, which is a grading of our shopping behavior. I used to be a teacher, so I love to use that A through F grading scale with my kids in my own life. Everything gets a grade, A to F. We're actually going to start with the F today, and we'll work our way up to best practices, which of course would earn you an A. If you wanted an F when it comes to shopping, you would drive to the mall, buy a bunch of stuff, bring it all home decide you don't want to keep any of it, and then drive back to the ball and return it all. Alternately, you would get an F if you ordered a bunch of stuff online. Let's just say clothes, for example. And then you get all those clothes, you try them on, you realize you don't look as fabulous as you thought you might in any of them, so you decide you're going to return them. And the truck that delivered those clothes from your online shopping to your doorstep essentially has to come back to your house again to pick them up. Why do these two behaviors get Fs? 
Well, it's because there's unnecessary emissions released in the extra trip to return something. And by the way, when it comes to returns, have you ever wondered what happens to returns, really? No one likes a return. It's a hassle for the consumer to get back to the store or to get that thing back to the company. It's lost money for the company, and it's terrible for the environment. Because once a product is returned, it's either going to be repackaged and resold, or it's going to be tossed. The company always has to foot the cost for assessing whether they're going to repackage and try to sell it. And while an item that is returned to them that's in like new condition might be able to be resold, most returns are used or damaged. A recent survey found that less than half of all returned goods can be resold. And so what does that mean? It means there's a good chance that your returns are going straight to the landfill. All right, so that's an F. What on earth is a D? If you want a D for your shopping behavior, you would drive around town to find the perfect item, whatever it might be, but you don't buy it. You then return to your computer and you order it, and then you have it delivered to your home. Why is this a D action? This is a D action because it's basically the worst of both worlds, right? You are expending emissions driving around, looking at all these stores, comparing prices, holding, touching, feeling the product. But because you're not buying, you're then creating an extra trip for a truck to deliver the good to your house once you do decide to purchase. We're moving right along to C. If you want to see, you would bundle shop. Now, what on earth is bundle shopping? Bundle shopping is when you put a little forethought into your errands and you buy everything you need in one single trip. And of course, you will not forget your reusable shopping bags either, right? Research finds that very few shoppers in real life are actually good at bundle shopping. And research also finds that very few shoppers purchase every single thing online. So you and I, we are buying some stuff online, but we're still also going to the stores to pick up those other essentials. So when you go to the store to pick up your essentials, make sure you're bundle shopping and planning all your errands and all your purchases in one single trip. That would give you a C on the shopping behaviors scale. All right, we are moving right along to getting a B. <laughs> if you want a B, you would use public transportation to get to a brick or mortar store, or you would set up a carpool with a neighbor or a friend or a relative to reduce the amount of traffic heading to the store. If you must drive, of course, you are not going to make a big trip in your car to buy just one item. Now, this is obviously a more accessible option for people who live in urban environments, right? If you live in an urban environment, and if you are lucky enough to be able to walk or bike or take public transportation to a brick and mortar store, go for it. So many of us are in the burbs, <laughs> and we can't go anywhere without a car 
when I used to live in the city, I didn't even realize how good I had it. Now I live in the woods and I rely on my car so much more. Okay, now we are on to getting an A. If you are an overachiever like me, you want to be given an A for your shopping habits. I have six tips for you. And in order to get that A, you would be doing these six things every time you make an online purchase. So what on earth would get you an A? My first tip is to opt for ground delivery on all your online purchases. Expedited shipping, like Amazon Prime, for example, that's two-day expedited shipping. Expedited shipping almost always requires air travel, and air travel is much worse for the environment than truck delivery. Just an FYI here, Amazon offers an option to decline that two-day prime shipping, and if you decline it, you can get store credits. So it might even be financially advantageous for you to decline that expedited shipping. Tip number two, if you want an A on your shopping habits, is to stay home with all your extra free time. Now, what does that mean? (laughs) What I mean is, after you purchase stuff online, don't go out and drive around. Go for a hike, go for a bike ride, enjoy a quiet Saturday morning in as opposed to a busy Saturday morning out doing errands, right? The main benefit to online shopping from an environmental standpoint is a reduction in automobile emissions. So if you want that A, you're not going to replace driving to the mall with driving to, I don't know, the movies, let's say. Tip number three for getting an A is to do all your product research online instead of going to the brick and mortar stores to touch, to feel, to check prices of the product you're looking for. The internet is amazing, right? We can get almost any information we need on a potential purchase online. Use the heck out of the internet to make your purchasing decisions as opposed to using your car to drive to multiple stores. Tip number four to get an A is when you have a choice, you will be buying from vendors who are putting some serious thought into their packaging material. There are some great stores and some great startups doing some really innovative things when it comes to making packaging more green. I'm just going to name a couple here because I find it fascinating, but There's a startup called Lime Loop, and they recycle billboards to create shipping pouches. And because billboards are so durable, those pouches can be reused up to 2,000 times. So say goodbye to those non-recyclable bubble mailers and perhaps instead embrace billboard pouches. Lime Loop works because customers can attach a prepaid mailing label and return that pouch to the company to use with the next customer. That's pretty cool, right? Another startup that I love is No Issue, and they are creating compostable mailers made from cornstarch. So these mailers break down completely in your compost bin within six months. I love it. And finally, a startup called 3M has developed the flex and seal roll of packaging material that is completely recyclable, and it doesn't use tape, 
which is plastic, because it seals upon itself. So if you want that A, you are keeping your finger on the pulse, so to speak, and you're staying aware and abreast of innovative startups that are doing some cool things. When available, you are purchasing from companies who are getting innovative with their packaging. And because online shopping is expected to double in the next decade, we will begin to see more and more green packaging options on the market. When they come, if you want an A, you'll be taking advantage of them. All right, tip number five is when you are buying online, you are going to not buy here, buy here, buy there. You are going to instead fill up your online shopping cart over the course of a week, and you're going to then hit buy just one time. Now, why? Why would you do this? When you create one big order as opposed to seven or eight little orders, it often results in less individual boxes of stuff arriving at your doorstep. Oftentimes, companies will combine your orders into a big one single big box as opposed to tons of little boxes with tons of plastic inside. All right, my final tip for you, they're just for Amazon shoppers, and I'm adding these in because Amazon is the largest online retailer in the world. So (laughs) chances are real good you and I have bought on Amazon at one time, and chances are good we're going to do so again. So my final tips are just for Amazon, and that is when you shop on Amazon, contact Amazon and request less packaging. This actually works, my friends. I have written out exactly how to contact Amazon in this week's show notes, which you can find, by the way, at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 102. And on a related note here is that if you are perusing Amazon for a product, just type in the search box the phrase frustration free at the end of whatever you're searching for. This will bring you to, quote, frustration-free packaging options, and frustration-free packaging is generally minimal in excess materials. That means that if you are purchasing a box of diapers, let's say, if you order frustration-free diapers through Amazon, the box of Pampers is going to show up at your door. The box of Pampers is not going to be put in a bigger box that's stuffed with paper filler. The point here is less packaging, same product. And finally, when you shop on Amazon, you have the option to choose an Amazon day and get multiple orders delivered on the same day. This is in an effort to combine orders and cut back on packaging, right? So again, it's just like filling up your shopping cart over the course of a week and hitting buy just one time. Get multiple orders delivered on the same day to cut back on packaging. And just a little side note here, Amazon says that by having customers choose Amazon Days, they have eliminated more than 500 million boxes and 244,000 tons of packaging materials. There you have it, the implications of online shopping habits I hope that this episode has made you think a little bit differently about environmentalism as it comes to consumerism, and I'd love to hear your tips and tricks for shopping sustainably in 
the 21st century. Now, this week's show notes, everything we talked about today can be found in the show notes. They are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 102. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 102. On next week's show, we are talking about green materialism. What on earth is green materialism and what is a green materialist? We are getting right into that next week. I will see you then. Take care.